Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. I'd like to talk a bit about Telstra this week. Um, It's been in the doldrums for some time. It's fallen a total of around 59 or 60% from its high back in 2015. Um, It got to as high as, I'm just looking at a chart now, in February 2015, it traded to 674. Recently, or this week, uh, the stock is trading at around $2.77. That's what it was at the close today. Uh, So looking at the stock, um, there's been no let-up of the selling that's happened on Telstra. It's continued to fall away towards its all-time low. The all-time low that the stock had was back in 2010, uh, $2.55. So people thought that it would never get to $2.55 when it was falling away. And it did trade at an all-time high. This is after it floated some months later, February 1999. It was trading at a high of 9.20. So gone are the days um, when Telstra was a shining star in the the Australian market. It's um, now what we would class as a DOG, dog stock. Um, That is until it proves itself otherwise. So until it turns around and starts confirming that there's actually some strong interest in the stock and it's trending back up again, or the earliest indications that it's actually potentially going to turn around, then you wouldn't be looking at at this stock, um, particularly as it could come all the way back to the 255 level and form what we call as a technical um, important pattern is a double bottom. That's always a possibility when a stock is nearing its all-time low. And it's actually good to see a stock come back within a couple of percent of that low and then reverse and move up strongly because that can often indicate a long-term low has occurred. But the danger with any stock as it's trading close to its all-time low is that it can always go lower. So there's always a risk. Um, I guess with any share, there's always a risk that it can turn and continue to trade lower. But particularly so when a stock's trading at its all-time low. So therefore, the stock would have to jump a few hurdles before it would even just be justified uh, to get into any portfolio. So it depends on what type of portfolio you've got what criteria you've set for the stocks you're going to hold. And you may have uh, a portfolio that's structured in such a way that you would have certain stocks that are trending nicely, Um, perhaps some stocks from the top 20, top 50, top 100, or even um, the mid-cap 50. You might have a selection of stocks from the mid-cap 50 in your portfolio. But Telstra... Um, it has been trading down now for, I think, close to 40 months. Uh, it's been a long time since it made that high back in 2015. And this month, or it's actually, the bar is quite small on the chart. I'll just, I'm just having a look at my own chart here. When I, when I look at it, the range is really small so far, but we're only, it's only early days in the month so far and if you could look at if you could actually see what I'm seeing and see last month's bar you would actually be seeing a massive 
decline in Telstra's share price from a high of 3.20. All the open was actually 3.20 um, in May. And then it closed all the way down at 2.80. So it's a pretty significant move on the downside. So therefore, you can understand when a stock starts turning around from that, it, it's going to have to be fairly impressive and, and present a number of um, entry rules before you could consider it for a portfolio. Now, the interesting thing is that the the rise on the stock was actually over about, I think it was around 50-odd months up to that high in 2015 from the low that occurred in November 2010. And it was a quite a steady rise and a nice trend. So Telstra really looked like it was turning around and the opportunities for Telstra were, were looking more positive. But it wasn't until the stock fell away in uh, August, September 2016 that it really showed the, the potential for a significant decline. And then um, that started to occur over the, the months that followed. But I'm sure a lot of people didn't expect that Telstra would come all the way back to its low in 2010. Now, what we tend to do is look for some solid rules. You can use these on the monthly or the weekly chart. Now, Dale talks about this in his book. Trendlines is a, it's a really good strategy for a stock when it's a trending stock. And when it changes direction, you can often pick it up much earlier with a trend, with a trend line than, say, some other rules that you might be looking for. And it will also um, help in terms of determining whether the trend has been broken or the start of the trend may be on its way up. So that it's really important that you have a strategy that you don't just try to pick up a stock and, and catch a falling knife, as we say, because that's what you essentially would be doing if you're trying to buy a stock that is currently in decline. So it's interesting to look all the way back into 1998, or was it 1997? Gosh, it's a long time ago. November 1997, um, when the stock had newly listed on the share market. Since that day, the the stock is actually down in the order of 30% from where it was. So while you may have received dividends over time, it's a pretty poor result and therefore indicates that this is definitely not a stock that you would have as a buy and hold. And just the performance of the share, even since 2010, tells you that it's a trading type stock and one that for a while hasn't been a great trading stock until that run in 2010-2014 when it moved up to the high in 2015. But look, every dog has its day, so therefore Telstra may come back and provide another good opportunity. But the risk with the stock when it's trading to its all-time low is that it can always go lower. So we may see Telstra trade. Um, it could head down to anywhere around 220, 240 if it pushes through that low at 255. And I haven't mentioned my worst-case scenario for Telstra, and I'd, if you're holding the, the share, I probably don't want to... Um, do that to you right now, especially if you're sitting there having a cup of tea. So looking at um, where Telstra might run to if it does rise, well, there's plenty of resistance um, against a move up from a technical perspective because the stock would have to get through a hurdle at around $3.30, $3.40 
before it would be able to move into a nice trend. But depending on how it unfolds over the coming months, another important level is around $3. If it can get above $3 and maintain a level of a trading range above that, then it may avoid this decline through the all-time low. But thinking about Telstra, I mean, how likely would you be to recommend Telstra to anyone? Um, they ask that question sometimes when they request that you hold on um, to wait. Now, this is what someone I was, t- was telling me recently, and the idea for this podcast came from a conversation I had with someone who was talking about this, and they mentioned that they ranked Telstra fairly low on the questionnaire. And they also said that, have you ever noticed when you're not happy with Telstra services, how they don't ask you to leave a rating? So therefore, the only recordings that um, ever get back to Telstra are more, well, highly likely to be positive recordings. So how do you really measure what the service is in your business when you've got contractors doing, carrying out this side of the business for you? Uh, It's also interesting to note that this person mentioned that when they called um, and they would ring back to ask for assistance a second time if they weren't able to resolve the issue, that then the second person they spoke to actually wanted them to run through exactly the same procedure or process as the first person asked them to run through, which became quite frustrating. And this persisted um, through a number of calls where the same process was being asked to be carried out again and again. So you have to wonder um, how that works and how efficient that process is. So I guess if I started talking to more people who were giving me positive feedback about Telstra and their services, that perhaps I would be expecting to see the share price start to move back up. But when you've got such an overwhelming number of people, and I do talk to a lot of people who tell me that their experiences with Telstra, if we happen to get onto that subject, then it really begs the question about the model that the business is running. And of course, look, with any company, you you could find that there could be some people who may not be happy with Telstra services and and just want, just get cranky about um, all manner of things and are just hard to please. But in reality, um, where the overwhelming number of people are suggesting that there could be a lot that Telstra do to improve what they do, then really somebody has to take a good hard look at it because Telstra clearly have gone for a low-cost option where they've contracted out their services to overseas businesses where they're trying to reduce the labour cost. But in reality, um, what does that cost them? So I'll leave you to think about that and um, always remember to, to look for stocks where... Um, There is money, serious money going behind the stock rather than trying to um, pick a stock that nobody else wants when it may continue to go lower because you've got to... The the main point here is to really understand what your risk is if everybody else is selling because at some point there are people will continue to sell until there are no more sellers or the overwhelming um, balance between buyers and sellers, that shift changes. And clearly right now there isn't any evidence that that has changed yet. So I'd be waiting to see that at least before I even considered looking at Telstra. I hope you've enjoyed my discussion today. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com 
www.ncc.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.